Today is the ninth day of the first month of the new year. Our text from 2 Chronicles 35 speaks of the 14th day of the first month, but it's not talking about January. God told his people, the Israelites, that the first month of the year for them would be the year that God set them free from their slavery in Egypt. And that was not January, but that was in the spring of the year. So in the spring of the year, that would be their first month. And you remember, not that you were there, but you remember reading, hearing about how God set them free from their slavery in Egypt through the 10th plague, the killing of the firstborn, in the land of Egypt and how God instructed his people to take a lamb, eat a lamb for each household and to slaughter that lamb and put the blood on their doors so that when the angel came by, the angel would pass over those homes that had the blood on the doors. And that's how they escaped, through the blood of the Passover lamb. And that was to be their first month, their new year. Now, every year after that, the Israelites remembered that first Passover by celebrating it in the spring of the year. And one of the most memorable of all the Passover celebrations that the Jews celebrated took place when King Josiah, a descendant of King David, was ruling in Jerusalem. God had already told Josiah that the end of the kingdom was near. Jerusalem would be destroyed, the temple would be destroyed, the people would be carried off into captivity because of the gross idolatry of the people and their disobedience over a period of many, many years. The prophetess Huldah told King Josiah that that's what was going to happen but it would not happen while he was still alive, only after his death. But King Josiah determined that as long as he was still king, he was going to do things the right way. He called upon his people to repent of their sins. He led them in their obedience to the Lord, and when it came time for Passover, he was going to do it the right way. And that means that he was going to follow all the instructions that God had given through Moses and also the commands that God had given the people through King David and King Solomon. They were going to do it the right way. Because the Bible says that King Josiah, more than any of the other kings, was obedient to the Lord and what the Lord said in his word. So we read that when it came time for Passover, Josiah, 
kept a Passover to the Lord in Jerusalem, and they slaughtered the Passover lambs on the 14th day of the first month, just as God had commanded. He instructed the Levites to take care to do everything in connection with the Passover in full obedience to the Lord. He said to them, Prepare yourselves following the written instruction of David, king of Israel, and the written instruction of Solomon, his son. Follow the directions. Slaughter the Passover offerings. Consecrate yourselves and prepare them for your brethren that they may do according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And the Levites and the priests did what Josiah told them. They carried everything out as it is written in the book of Moses. And they roasted the Passover offerings with fire according to the ordinance. Not only that, the singers, the sons of Asaph, were in their places according to the command of David, Asaph, Heman, and Jedithan, the king's seer. They were careful to do everything just as it was written. And in the conclusion of this, we read, There had been no Passover kept in Israel like that since the days of Samuel the prophet. And none of the kings of Israel had kept such a Passover as Josiah kept, with the priests and the Levites, all Judah and Israel who were present, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now that seems to me very amazing that Josiah, this last great king, should celebrate a Passover greater than all the other kings. Just think of the kings that preceded him, David, Solomon, Jehoshaphat, Hezekiah. They all celebrated Passovers, but none like this one. In just a few years, it would all come to an end. The temple would no longer be there. Jerusalem would be destroyed. The people who were celebrating that day would be captives in the far-off land of Babylon. It would all be gone. And we can think that many of those captives in Babylon look back, oh, that great day in Jerusalem when we celebrated the Passover. It was the 18th year of Josiah. Wasn't that something? And they look back to the time of the first Passover when God had freed them from their slavery in Egypt. Now here they were captives again. But of course the Passover was not only to be a look back, but it was a look into the future. As the Israelites had been saved from death through the blood of a lamb. So another Passover lamb would be brought in the future, would be sacrificed. Just one single lamb this time. And you see the real problem of the Jewish people and all people is that we need to be set free from sin. 
and the consequences of sin, not just set free from some earthly ruler. And the Bible clearly stated that without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. So all this bloodshedding, all this sacrificing, of the uh, in connection with the Passover celebration was to look ahead to the coming of the true Passover lamb or Paschal lamb, our Lord Jesus Christ, who was offered as a sacrifice to take away our sins. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. And so at this time of the year, we look forward to the celebration of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Just a month or so, he is our Passover lamb and God passes over our sins because of his blood. Now they ate the Passover lamb, but we eat our Passover lamb too when we put our trust in him. He is our bread of life. Martin Luther wrote a hymn about this. It's an Easter hymn, but we can sing it today. Hymn 458, stanzas five and six. Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us.